1: Please clap. It it's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison.
0: Delta.
1: Woo! Check this
0: out. All right. Good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. Thanks for joining me today. I did not pull a quote of the day today, but I did find an interesting video. I love people. I'm telling you, I interact with a lot of people. I'm going to make this point again. I'm going to make this point repetitively during the course of this show. If we could only begin to imagine a world where people just interacted on a voluntary basis with each other with no government interference, no politics infesting the way we think about things, can you even imagine how happy we could all be? I interact with a lot of people. I would say a good 90% of them are just really great positive exchanges. 5% are kind of, eh, meh. Maybe not my type of person, but no, no animosity. And then there may be 5, 2 to 5% of people that are it's just, you just really don't want to coexist with those people. But it, it's, it's amazing to me that we continue to, we continue to allow these people to destroy our lives. I've told you I'm in California. And it's been very, very interesting to me to talk to people about this state because I'm kind of, I'm kind of fawning over the, uh, the landscape here. It's it's interesting. It's really beautiful, and I use that as a as a small talk point because I mean it. I'm, I'm fascinated. You know when you're when you're in the southeast for a long time. Not that there's not beautiful parts of the south, but it's flat pine trees, fire ants, a couple of nice bodies of water. It's it's nice to see some mountains, to see some desert, to see some other things. So I, I engage people. I have great conversations with them, and I just think. All the time, I'm thinking, why do we let the ruiners ruin stuff for us? And, and and it's not even that to me. We we applaud for them. We invite them into our lives in terms of political parties and and the constant fighting. It it's so it's so pointless. <laughs> it's humanity can do better. More about humanity later. But I ran across this video and I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, maybe a tad creepy, you could say, but boy, is it spot on. I, I don't know who this woman is, doesn't matter, but she recorded this and I don't know. I, I think she kind of hits on a point now, uh, something that all of us should start looking out for and, uh, and understanding that some of our friends, some of our family are not awake to this, but this is how the world sounds these days.
1: We need you to stay in your home for a couple weeks. It's for the greater good. We need you to close your business just for a short time, it's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body if you want to feed your family. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop eating that. It's not good for the environment. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop driving your car and flying. It's for the greater good. We need you to stop heating your home so often It's for the greater good. We need you to stop saying that. It's hurting some people's feelings. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop having children. It's not good for the planet. This is for the greater good. We need you to stop talking about your faith. It's offending people. This is for the greater good. We need to separate you from your children because you're not complying. This is for the greater good. We need to hold you in a facility for a little while for not cooperating. This is for the greater good.
0: We need. Now, <laughs> you know, when you stop and think about it, that's really what they're trying to sell us, isn't it? They, they have successfully, I will say, in a lot of cases. Now, we'll see. They're about to take another swing around with COVID. See if they can't get people to shut businesses down. I, I'm, I'm in California. And I saw the headline this morning that some California schools are now canceling football games already. That, I, I, the, the numbers between now and 2020, 2021 for hospitalizations and severe illness, they are a, a mere fraction of what they were, yet people are just ready to freak out. But, but when you stop and think about all those things, now I could add a lot to that list. You need to send your sons and daughters halfway around the world to fight and die in the sand. It's for the greater good. We need to take a third of your paycheck every week, not for services for you, but it's it's for the greater good. Now I I could go on, but what's interesting to me about politicians, about these bureaucrats, about these control freaks, is they use that idea that you must sacrifice for the greater good, for the community. And this, this taps into that good part of ourselves where we want to be. We want to be part of a good, positive community. But they have convinced us to do so many things that are actually against our own self-interest time and time and time again by just telling us, you may not want to do this. It may not seem fair. It's not going to help you. It's not going to improve the quality of your life. But it's for everybody. Everybody. And they convince everybody to make all of these sacrifices. And when you and I know, the people who are regular listeners of this show anyway, you and I know who all this stuff benefits, right? Yeah, it's them. It's them. We need to stop letting them convince us that we are the ones that need to sacrifice constantly. Because it's not for the greater good. It's for the good of a very, very small group of people. I thought that was kind of, kind of interesting to hear it. Uh, hear it put that way. Uh, the new fall season, this is uh, this is interesting in the news now, the new fall season of political theater has just been announced. Did you hear this yesterday? The Republicans are going to move to impeach Joe Biden. So hang on. Everything will be fixed any, any minute now. They'll vote. Uh, maybe they'll get a vote in the House. Uh, it'll die in the Senate so that nothing happens. But the good thing is for them, again, uh, the good thing is for them, for the political parasite class, you'll get to argue about it with strangers and your family for months. This could be the thing that destroys uh, Thanksgiving dinner, maybe keeps you apart during Christmas, the new impeachment hearings. Now, if, if Joe Biden has broken the law, and I'm sure he has for his entire career, his entire life as a career parasite, just have him arrested and prosecuted. What what Kevin McCarthy and the Republican Party is about to take everybody through is just a bunch of grandstanding uh, that will amount to absolutely nothing. Now, yesterday, what I what I teased is said I'm going to start a new segment on this show called Is It Just Me? <laughs> uh, knowing full well that in many cases it will be just me. But is it just me or... Is it odd that Republicans are focusing on Joe Biden, who we know, we know is not in charge of anything? This is a clip from just a couple of days ago, but I could play one of these, two of these, five of these every single week. This is Joe Biden. The light for, and uh, I see, I'm just following my orders here have a game plan he may have a game plan he just hasn't shared it with me but i tell you what i don't know about you but i'm going to go to bed what is for Mr. Lee? the light so so my question is when i say is it just me is it interesting that republicans now i know uh people like to fl- uh chant the fjb chant the uh, conservative media is certainly rife with criticisms of Joe Biden. And as I said, he is a career criminal parasite. I have no problems with criticisms of it. But is it interesting to anybody, is it just me, that nobody seems to be interested in who is actually behind Joe Biden? Who is actually running things? See, while Joe Biden has this target on his back from the right, which he deserves, don't, don't get me wrong, he's needed it his entire life as a career parasite, But everybody knows he's not making any decisions. He's not proposing any policies. He is the vegetable that they have put on the salad to show everybody. But we know deeper in the bowl, there's a whole lot of other people in charge of this. And I have not seen any effort by any of the Republicans in charge to get to the bottom of who is running this guy. There, there is real live evil behind Joe Biden running him. They are the ones actually wreaking havoc on our country right now. Yet their names are completely unknown. I don't think that's a mistake. I think this is, as I've said before, just political theater. Michael Malice said, well, it turns out I do have a couple of quotes of the day today. Michael Malice, he's uh the... Kind of libertarian, anarchist guys, media personality, pretty pretty entertaining dude, very very sharp. Uh, Michael Malice said, An infinitely smarter move than impeaching Joe Biden would be impeaching Merrick Garland or someone lower down the chain to really instill, instill some fear. And he's exactly right. What, what we are going to get now is a few months, like I said, of show. Absolutely nothing will come from it. The Libertarian Party is doing their own act in the political theater. I don't know if you saw this. (laughs) The Libertarian Party. This is a tweet they put out. They said the Libertarian Party is in full support of Speaker McCarthy's impeachment inquiry into President Biden based on the allegations of corruption. But it shouldn't stop there. And his lack of effort in calling for an actual vote to give it legal pertinence means it will accomplish nothing. This is why we are seeking another legal remedy with a conservatorship for President Biden. The paperwork is finished and we will look to file immediately. The uh, Libertarian Party The Libertarian Party has filed paperwork to take a conservatorship over Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell basically because they're too elderly to attend to their own affairs. <laughs> this was actually in Newsweek. Remember, this is a party they tried to ignore. They don't ever want to talk about the Libertarian Party. will never let them on a debate stage for obvious reasons. Uh, this is from Newsweek. The Li- U.S. Libertarian Party has filed for conservatorships for President Joe Biden and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, referring to them as, quote, geriatric elites mentally unfit to properly serve the American populace. The petition for Biden states the following as to why he is incapacitated. The subject exhibits obvious signs of mental confusion and cognitive decline in public. He wanders around confused, stumbles over his words, and has incurred over $4.8 trillion in debt since taking office in 2021. The subject has also involved us in an unwinnable war in Ukraine. The story goes on to say the petition for McConnell... It is mostly similar, quote, The subject exhibits obvious signs of mental confusion and cognitive decline in public. He had a stroke during an interview and advocates for sending taxpayer money overseas. The subject has also involved us in an unwinnable war in Ukraine. He cannot manage finances. (laughs) My only prayer. My only prayer is that there's some judge out there with basically a sense of humor or a sense of decency or a sense of honor that grants this conservatorship over Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell to the Libertarian Party so that they can manage their affairs. Now, look, so that I am not accused of being a hypocrite, this is political theater, too. Now, I am going to equivocate a little bit here, and maybe I am a hypocrite, but this is from a party that gets no press they are ignored, maligned, sidelined, ridiculed, kept off of ballots. Uh, they, they can't, <laughs> what do they say? I, they can't get arrested in this town, the Libertarian Party. So it's also funny as hell, so I'll allow it. I'll allow it <laughs> in terms of uh, political theater. Uh, I understand that's exactly what it is. Nothing will come of this either, but at least it's the tad bit more entertaining than a two or three or six month impeachment hearing, which leads to nothing but anger among the American people. That's the one thing we do not need. We have no short supply of anger in this country. I did notice this: there's a guy named Kyle Matovic. He wrote a sentence. He said, "Libertarians make me understand why people don't like libertarians." <laughs> I, you know, I, I laugh at you know, the Libertarian Party. I, we, we could be confused, maybe. Uh, what do they say? Uh, I know they talk about vegans this way, too, but they'll say something like, uh, you know how you can always tell somebody who's a who's a triathlete? They never shut up about it. It's not hard to tell. It's, it's something along those lines. I just butchered that, but it, it may be the same case for Libertarians. Maybe we're a little annoying because we're constantly in this mind space of trying to free the American people and we, we let everybody know exactly what we think but uh, these the conservatorship of Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden the impeachment hearing and none of it matches the latest distraction of the day this one was a doozy we'll do it when I come back stick around
1: let the Cohen rough night in Jericho the fall yes, I
0: We all know that we are being constantly barraged by meaningless distractions. Uh, It's been pretty well documented, I think, that every time that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden gets in trouble, that's the time another Trump indictment comes down. You understand, this is classic misdirection. But the thing is, is I I at least like them to be entertaining. Well, the Mexicans have got the the most entertaining distraction of the day. The Mexican government, did you see this? The the Mexican government, I guess it was two days ago, in in the Senate, in in their Senate, they had about a two-hour presentation where they unveiled two alien uh, mummies they, they unwrapped these things and showed them to their governing body in the country of Mexico. And from what I read, one of them has eggs in it. So uh, I don't usually like distractions. But when I do, it's because it's about aliens. So we've got more aliens or real things that are coming out of our government as well. Uh, I haven't actually looked at it. A friend of mine sent a bill or something that the... The Democrats have put forward where I think they mentioned non-human intelligence. He, he said in his text 26 times. I haven't read this yet, but we know they are gearing us up for something. This is the distraction of all distractions. And I've explained to you that I'm very upset about it because I loved good alien stories. I loved wondering about it. I loved thinking that the government was just hiding another secret from us, but now that they're coming out and saying they have them, and I just assume they're lying, now I think, well, there must not be any aliens. They're setting us up for something. I actually talked to an air traffic controller today. Guy's been doing it for decades. I had to ask him. (laughs) Many UFOs? Uh, this is radar stuff. He immediately said no, and I found that odd. Decades of experience. You've never seen anything on the radar that you didn't understand. And then I thought, of course, he's not going to tell me. I might be on a list. This may be the last time you ever hear from me. I told him that the, uh, the Mexicans have unra- unraveled. You know, the, the most fascinating thing to me about the alien story is, essentially, over the past, what? three years really pretty hardcore over the last six months they have come out and essentially said there are beings controlling spaceships and that have been recovered on planet earth and we have them either the dead ones in mexico or live ones somewhere in the deserts of nevada and the american people and the people of the world are just like yeah we got our own problems right now (laughs) there's no there's no time for alien worries when you can't afford your rent or to fill up your car, I guess the there's life there's life from other planets on planet Earth loses a bit of its importance. What should be really probably the biggest story of all of humankind for all of our history, and people are pretty much just like, eh, okay. Of course, thank God, just in time, thank God Donald Trump set up a huge new military bureaucracy called Space Force. He did it just in time. It's almost like he teed up the ball for this one, isn't it? Is that a little, is it just me? Yeah, this segment's gonna come around a lot. Is it just me that Donald Trump sets up Space Force and then they start talking to us uh, about the aliens? <laughs> that couldn't be. Trump's the outsider. He'd never carry water for him. Of course, that is just like Donald Trump set up the Ukraine war. People don't like to hear this one either. He sanctioned them endlessly. He sold Ukraine offensive weapons to further threaten Russia and attack ethnic Russians in eastern Ukraine. He kind of teed up exactly what took place in the Biden administration. I'm just saying. There has been a dangerous escalation in Ukraine, too. I don't know if you've seen this. You know, Ukraine cannot win this war. There's no way. But they can make it bigger and more deadly to everybody else. Right now, the poor Ukrainians are taking it on the chin. Young men scooped off of the streets. They are now going out and constri- conscripting uh, mentally handicapped, physically handicapped people. There's been videos of this with parents just going. Shh. He's got like a third grade intellectual level in the Ukrainian thugs or just, well, we don't care. We need meat puppets on the front line. Uh, They can't win this war, but they can sure as hell spread it. The Ukrainians apparently, if the initial reports are correct, launched a pretty large attack on the Russian Navy in the Sebastopol, the only warm water port that the Russians have in the place in Crimea. They are not giving up that port. This could actually be a major, major uh, escalation, we'll see in the next couple of days, Putin will not put up with that. You know, I, I, I talked yesterday, I'm beginning to outline a show really asking what are the most serious issues that really need to be addressed because the vast majority of what every one of the politicians campaigning for office right now talk about are really mostly pointless. When when, when in context with some of the big things like, I don't know, World War III, We don't care about aliens. We don't care about World War III. We don't care about the debt. All of the biggest threats out there, we don't seem to care about. We find out that Obama is confirmed gay, and that lights up the airwaves for a couple of weeks. Vladimir Putin, speaking of Donald Trump kind of teeing up the Ukraine war, it's just the truth, I'm sorry. Putin was asked what his expectations are for Trump and the U.S. election. He says it doesn't matter as, quote, there will be no fundamental change in U.S. policy, unquote. Putin dismisses the idea of Trump and Russia having, quote, special ties, unquote, as Trump, quote, imposed the greatest number of sanctions on Russia. For listeners to this show, you understand, what most people don't, that sanctions are actually an act of war. The the U.S. deals them out so haphazardly and so commonly that I I can't really fault people for not thinking that they're just not really normal interactions between countries. But sanctions are acts of war designed to hurt the population, the innocent population of other nations. Donald Trump threw around sanctions, brought those neocons into his administration, sold Ukraine offensive weapons. And now Joe Biden just took that nasty, evil, dangerous tool and is running around with it. It's like a, it's like a mentally challenged child running around with a machete. That is where uh, Joe Biden has taken us. And, and the last thing on this, for all of you out there who may still have your Ukraine flag and your Volodymyr Zelensky body pillow that you snuggle up with in each night, I want you to listen to what Zelensky said. Uh, if people don't pony up, he's getting the word. He's getting the word. A lot of countries are just really, they know that there's no way Ukraine's going to win. Most normal people out there don't want World War III. Europe is taking a prison pounding financially over this and energy costs and all kinds of other other areas. So the appetite for sending Ukraine endless money really only exists within the beltway of Washington, D.C. and the NATO headquarters and maybe some places in Brussels. Uh, The vast majority of the world knows it's a fool's errand and we need to quit sending all that money. Well, Vladimir Zelensky has a message for you. Listen to this. Zelensky said in an interview with The Economist magazine, quote, curtailing aid to Ukraine from the Allies will only prolong the war, and this will create risks for the West in its own backyard. Now listen to the risks he's talking about. This is Zelensky, the dreamy hero that appears at the Oscars uh, to pander to everybody. This is your dreamy hero. He said, it is impossible to predict how millions of Ukrainian refugees in European countries will react to the fact that their country was abandoned. Ukrainians generally, quote, behaved well, unquote, and are, quote, very grateful, unquote, to those who shelter them. But it will not be a good story for Europe if it, quote, pushes these people into a corner. Basically, what Zelensky is saying is you keep the money flowing, or we'll activate our sleeper cells in your country. Oh, he's a real dreamboat, isn't he? Be right back. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. Let's take a look at the economy. How's everything going there? It appears that, strangely enough, for anybody that maybe hasn't been listening to this show, as I explained to you, inflation is about to do a whipsaw on you. What did I say during all of 2022? There's going to be a day where you look back at 2022 and go, boy, those were the good times. 9% inflation, Man. I'd give anything to have that back. See, everybody is convinced that it was just a a blip. It's not a blip. The Fed is trying to get inflation down to 2%. They got it down to 3%. Now it's back up to 3.7%. And there's an interesting phenomenon going on. I just want you to remember that this show has explained that inflation is not going anywhere. And it's going to surpass what it was last year when they reported it at 9%, which means it was actually 18%, right? You always got to double the official numbers that come out of the government. And and that's not being disingenuous. They they manipulate that number. I have actually explained it to you many times. But here's how it goes. Contrary to the popular Republican belief, Joe Biden, the vegetable, he does not cause inflation by himself. Now, he he's not going to help anything. <laughs> but, of course... He's not running anything anyway. Let me put it the way I should put it. The people behind him don't care. It's not affecting them. They just want to keep the, the grift running, right? But it's not the vegetable in chief that causes inflation. It's the government that causes inflation. So here here's what's going to happen. I think it's going to be very interesting to see this play out. Um, inflation hurts people. hurts your ability to... Go out and spend to enjoy your life. So what happens is people have to start cutting back, right? And that means that the economy slows down. We're already seeing this. And the economy slows down because the consumer is pinched. Well, when the economy slows down, then tax receipts go down. Of course, tax receipts should go down to zero in a world where people actually felt uh, obliged. You know, I, I, was, I was talking to a, a friend of mine. She had attended a a, uh, an engagement party. It was actually, I think it was a, a wedding party a couple of months out from the wedding. They all got together and, and we had been talking when she went to the party and she texted me the other day. And she said, well, you know, that party I went to with well, the weddings off. I said, oh my gosh, what happened? She said, well, apparently the girl started spending the wedding money before the wedding even started. And the husband to be was not down with that. So he broke off the wedding. Now, we could kind of go into an all, uh, all kinds of thinking about that. That might have been a pretty good move. <laughs> if that's a sign of things to come, uh, whether you are a man or a woman, uh, you can get tied to somebody who just cannot control their spending. That makes for a tough road uh, down the road. So anyway, but what, what I find so fascinating about that is that these are two people who were planning to get married, so I guess they were madly in love. They, they really cared about each, each other. They, they wanted to spend the rest of their lives together, to raise a family together. They, I'm sure, were physically intimate. You know what I mean? That closest bond you can have with another human being. But when the wife-to-be starts just going out of control with the spending, the husband ends a relationship that he thought he would have for the rest of his life because he can't tolerate it. Now, zoom back a little bit. Why in the hell? Why in the hell do the American people fall in love with politicians and when they spend like that, they want them reelected? They cheer for them and, in rallies, donate to the party. We will actually, you know, we will disassociate ourselves from our own children the most pure strong love between human beings is a parent and a child and we will cut a child off that we love with all of our hearts to teach them a lesson because we just cannot support their profligate spending not for political parties not oh no we'll keep supporting these people it doesn't matter if a president spends an extra five to seven trillion dollars in his final year in office we want it back cheering for him it's just kind of interesting to me again is it just me i'm just saying but so here's what happens when when tax receipts slow down the government doesn't stop spending because why because we don't ask them to we don't demand that they do it oh we grumble about it a little bit but we don't actually do anything about it so they just keep spending more and more and more well when tax receipts go down what are they gonna have to do they're gonna have to borrow more money right The Fed's going to have to print more money. Do you know what printing more money does? Anyone? Anyone? It causes more inflation. So this is going to continue to spiral out of control. I want you to check out this statistic now. The U.S., the United States, is now paying about $2 billion per day. Per day in interest expense on the federal debt. This has doubled since the pre-pandemic level of $1 billion per day. Since 2020, the U.S. has added a historic $9.1 trillion to the national debt. Meanwhile, 31% of outstanding debt is going to mature within the next year. Refinancing this debt will come with much higher interest rates. We will likely see the U.S. paying $2 trillion in annual interest expense within 10 years. And just think about this. I've done the numbers. I always try to run these to make them a little real world. I don't know if it lands or not, but the average U.S. taxpayer pays $9,000 a year in federal income taxes in one day, in one day. Washington, D.C. And, and again, remember, this is just interest on the debt. These are not people paying for roads and bridges and a strong military to protect us all, like you know the stuff they tell us that they're doing. This is on interest on the debt that politicians in office now and previous ones that many of us voted for, we're paying interest on the debt. It is the equivalent of, I believe it was, 220,000 Americans per day have all of the money that they sacrifice that is stolen from them by Washington, D.C., that $9,000 they pay in federal taxes that's stolen from them every year, it's gone in one day for over 200,000 U.S. taxpayers just in interest on the debt. Interest. Again, I know couples that get married... And they find out that one of them was carrying a huge student loan they didn't fess up to or a huge credit card debt. I know couples who are madly in love with each other who will say, look, you didn't tell me about that, that you're going to have to take care of that. I, I didn't sign on to this liability. And again, these are people who are madly in love with each other, would die for each other, but they won't put up with this stuff. The American people, when it comes to the political class, put up with anything. You're, you're an abused Stockholm Syndrome wife. This is essentially what the American people are. This one kind of cracked me up. (laughs) This is, oh my gosh. The city of Highland Park, this is in Illinois. Check this out. The city of Highland Park is partnering with the Alliance for Human Services, Family Focus, Moraine Township, and the Highland Park Community Foundation to host a poverty simulation event to increase residents' understanding and awareness of what it's like to live in poverty in Lake County. (laughs) Now here's the funny part. The simulation, the poverty simulation, will be held on Saturday, September 9th, 9 o'clock to 11.30 a.m. at the Highland Park Country Club. (laughs) Your government loves you, these groups. So they are going to go to the country club and have a a two-and-a-half-hour simulation of what it feels like to be poor. Participants in this immersive experience will begin to experience what a quote, month unquote, in poverty feels like. They're going to do that. (laughs) They're going to do that in two and a half hours. Participants are put into situations in which they do not have enough resources and are forced to make difficult choices that can negatively impact them and their families. The outcome is increased awareness of the need for resources to support those living in poverty to create a more resilient health, human, and education sector in our local area. Participation is free but registration is required. <laughs> yep, that's right. They're going to they're gonna put in two hours of, uh, I don't know, what are they going to, go through a simulated line, they're going to turn down your credit card with some, to somebody in a Walmart vest. Oh, that hurts. Now I understand poverty. Look, we've already missed this. It took place on September 9th. But don't worry, that simulation is coming to tens and then hundreds of millions of Americans in the coming months. You didn't miss anything. It's still coming for you. Be right back.
1: Woke up in my closet
0: All right. Final segment for today. I am actually going to do, I am going to do a white pill show soon. I may pre-record it. I may put it out on podcast even before it hits the station. I I don't know. I don't know. I've got a couple of days off. I may try to do something fun with the show over the course of the, of the coming days. I'm going to do Mike Madison is going to do a white pill. Do you understand what the white pill is? You know, the red pill is understanding the truth the blue pill is becoming, you know, just absorbed into the system and you don't know what's actually really happening. The black pill is the doom and gloom pill. That would be the pill that most people would ascribe to the Mike Madison show. Uh, but I heard somebody kind of black-pilling things and and they were wrong on some things. I think there's some cause for some level of hope. You know, the hopelessness in this country to me, and and, and believe me, I'm, I'm negative. I'm negative on the way things are trending right now. But the... The hopelessness is actually really helplessness. That's what, it, that's what we suffer for, from more than anything else. We've been convinced that we can't change these things. We've been convinced that the income tax just always is and always was. Fact of the matter is, it, it wasn't at all until what? The 1940s before it started hitting regular people? And then it just never went away. The drug war is the same thing. You used to buy heroin at the uh, local convenience store. Weren't a bunch of junkies all over the streets. But people just, they can't even see that this country, not just other places in the world or throughout history, but even this country has been something dramatically different. We've had several different central banks in this country. People think the Fed is the Fed, will always be the Fed, and CNBC, and the financial media, and the the politicos all talk about the Fed in such glowing terms, like it's this institution the United States can't do without. No, we've already abolished three national banks. We can abolish a fourth. So I'm actually going to end up doing a white pill show to kind of uh, uh, the, the trend that the, the person that I'm going to cover points out. It, he's not wrong, but he draws some conclusions that I think come from a real helplessness that I think we're we're disserved. Is that a horrible word, isn't it? We are not served well by embracing the hopelessness. Anyway, so stay tuned for that. Mike Madison. Dush, dishing out hopeful white pills one day this I uh, don't have a whole lot of time a f- couple of interesting statistics here there, there's a guy on Twitter. His name is car dealership guy v- seems like a very credible du- guy i think he owns many dealerships he uses an anonymous name so he can kind of give backdoor you know uh, backstage stuff what's going on in the auto industry and you know i'm an economics nerd so i follow all kinds of people i follow the oil business the the, the precious metals the the hedge fund. I follow just a ton of stuff. And I like the the auto sector, too, is very interesting that the amount of people, I think the latest statistic is over 50% of the people in this country cannot afford the average car now. They're just not car shoppers. They cannot afford it at current interest rates and the prices where they are right now. 50%. Half of the people can't afford a car in this country right now. But, you know, whatever. Make sure that you elect a Republican or a Democrat to lead us through 2024 and beyond because they'll fix it this time. Pinky swear. But Car Dealership had this statistic. Listen to this. He said, today in facts that sound fake, there are more fiat dealerships in the United States than new fiats sold in the second quarter. (laughs) There are 300 fiat dealerships in the United States they only sold 144 new cars in the second quarter of this year. <laughs> now, it's probably a little misleading. I, I don't know. Maybe in some places, there are standalone Fiat dealerships, But, you know, they're always uh, we, so many dealerships where they have, you know, several, maybe a six to a dozen different import brands. So they're considered a Fiat dealership. But it is kind of interesting. The car is not real popular. The strangest thing about this, though, I actually clipped this uh, this morning. And as I was driving around Southern California today, I thought I saw four Fiat's. <laughs> so I, I, I've spotted at least four of them. But interesting, 300 dealerships sold 140, 40, 144 cars does not sound like a uh, sustainable business model. And then I guess I'll go ahead and do this. And thank goodness you uh, for all you homeowners out there, people crying about interest rates. Do you know in more in uh, Canada, they don't have fixed rate mortgages. They're all adjustables. I don't think they offer a fixed rate mortgage. This uh, these are the statistics from Canada right now in the housing market. The top 10% of earners with an estimated average income of $174 to $176,000 in Canadian in Canada do not qualify for a mortgage to purchase the average Canadian home at its current cost. This is the average Canadian home now $754,700. That's Canadian. The minimum income required to buy the average home in Canada now is $180,075. Justin Trudeau, <laughs> Justin Trudeau should be chased out with por- uh, torches and pitchforks. Toot sweet. What a catastrophe. So there you go. There's a little white pill to end the show. At least we're not in Canada. That's all the time I got. I'll see you next week. Oh, Bye-bye.
1: Talking about, I'm not running out my mouth. I know this without a doubt. Cause if you know these streets, then these streets know you. And when it's time to handle business, then we know what to do. do? Me and my crew, we stay true. Old school and new. Many will call, but the shows and the few. We rise to the top, what you want.